All right. Three, two, and one. We are live. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? This is like super weird because it's like being in a studio in like the union, like we're like two floors underground. Yeah. It's kind of wild. This is like a way better setup than the one in the library. Yeah, I, know I, really I shouldn't like say that, that but <laughs> I like that we've got all the soundboards in here. So we've got it's just the sound of our podcast, and I appreciate you for inviting us out to yeah. join you in this conversation. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially like being the first one, it's kind of intimidating because you don't want like, I mean, obviously, like Joe Rogan's not like my hero or anything, but it's like, you know, you, it's like that. I think his podcast is so successful because it's Absolutely. um, like it's uncut. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's organic. not. A lot of other podcasts are like. You know, they cut and paste a lot of things, and I think his is just, like, this conversation where it's just it's just straight through. I mean, it's, like, these, like, three, four hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think when he had Jordan Peterson on, it was, like, four hours long. Yeah. That's just wild. I mean, it's cool because, like, a lot of other colleges don't have this opportunity, you know? That's one really good thing that I do appreciate is there are a lot of opportunities at this university. It's just finding them finding those opportunities, recognizing them, and then realizing on them. Yes, how you can capitalize on them and actually utilize the resources provided. Because a lot of the resources that are promulgated may not tailor to every single student, but there are resources out there. And once we learn about them, it's great to be able to actually utilize them. Yeah, I, I think like a lot of people just go through the motions of going to class doing homework and then like you do your four years or two years or whatever and you're just you just bounce but it's like there's so like i mean especially at uncc like gosh there's like so many things you can do you know like they were just talking like the people in our class were just talking about the uh the model united they just went to france the model un yeah like like go to france dude like and they got out of there at the perfect time i don't know it's like all those protests like crazy but I, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of see like currently if, if you guys are listening, the there's um, it's uh, March 22nd and uh, there's some issues going on with former President Trump. Uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much, but I don't know. I think it honestly, I don't think it'll be as big of a deal as everyone. I think it's one of those election ploy things. Do you think it'll help or hurt Trump? I mean, it's definitely giving him more attention. Yeah. I mean, if it was me, right, like if you didn't want Trump to be in office, I mean, just don't give the attention to the guy, right? Especially given the charges that they're looking at filing. Yeah. It's clearly politically motivated. While it may not be beneficial to his presidential run come November 24, it's definitely going to give him an edge in the primary. In the Republican primary, yeah, as I, far I don't, as I don't, becoming the nominee, I, I think Professor Newman tonight was talking about, uh, like he's up thirty points in the poll. I mean, over to Santos. Like, are as you able to pull that up and just see, like, yeah, because obviously every poll is different. So. Now that's taking into consideration DeSantis declaring. That's given that DeSantis, which I ultimately right. think he will, he's going to wait because once he declares, that's going to change the scope of not just what he can and cannot do, yeah. but the motivation for why and why he doesn't do well, it. I think it's it's so early. Like, we haven't even... They can't file yet. It's yeah, just a like verbal we, announcement. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we haven't even really gotten started. And I mean, I just... And there's already like six or seven candidates, too. Three. Three in the Republican Party. So I think you have, what, Nikki Haley... 
Donald no. Trump. Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy. What about Vivek Ramaswamy? Well, what about yeah. Asa Hutchinson? Chris Sununu hasn't declared yet. Okay. They haven't verbally declared. Haven't now announced. none of them have officially filed because the filing period hasn't started yet. But via their announcement, that changes what they can and can't say and the scope of what they can and can't say. As far as the motivation for why they're doing things that they're doing, did uh, I don't? Biden hasn't officially. He has not announced re-election. It's rumored he probably will, but once he announces, that's going to change the scope of things because he's no longer going to be able to attack his counterpart yeah. in the same fashion, which is why he's going to wait until closer. I would think three months before. Yeah. The because like deadline. I wrote a, uh, I was looking at an article because you know I don't know if you guys do packbacks in your classes. But like it's like a it's like a the forum, it's like a forum style. Data where, you, thing. where there's a, a prompt and then yeah, you and you follow it, it and yeah. then you respond to another person. Yeah, and okay, so like yeah. each week, like in my international politics class, we're able to like come up with our own question and just like our argument for that. And somebody posted about, you know, will we see Trump versus Biden again? And there was an article from last year about Trump versus Biden, and I mean it's not uncommon to see like that type of thing, right? Like, I mean, there have been vice presidents who have been in office and then, you know, like they've gone up against their former opponents before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. no, I mean, if you need to like walk out, that's totally no, cool. No, 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 I just needed to cough. I didn't want to cough into the mic. Oh, no, this is this is like unfiltered, bro. Just All right. Turn so your head. <laughs> um, and so like, if this is like the, obviously this is the first episode, so if like you guys are listening, um, you know, my goal is to, like, keep this unfiltered, uncut, um, you know, while being civil and respectful towards people. Um, but I'm not going to copy and edit, you know, the conversation. I think that that takes away from the integrity of, of the podcast. I think it works for a lot of people's podcasts. But for me, I just I really want to keep it like an ongoing conversation. You know, I want this to feel like we're just hanging out as friends and embrace the dead spaces the dead silence because that's yeah. when we're thinking and that's I think organic I, it's kind of weird too because like we don't have video in the studio so i think like if you're listening to it it can sound kind of awkward but like if you go back and watch it then you're kind of like oh that makes sense you know well, once people get a feel for 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 what you're trying to do with this podcast they'll get a better understanding of the nature of it and they'll start to feel like they're a part of it yeah especially if it's an engaging conversation where they can talk to themselves to the host yeah the podcast is going on why why do you guys think like podcasts are so popular right now i I mean i think joe rogan has a little bit to do with that but why do you think like podcasts have just made this like giant boom well i think um investigative journalism is coming back in a Mm. huge way especially given our you know current climate in the country a lot of people want to see different opinion and not always agree with an opinion that is like mainstream yeah so do you think it like it helps to be candid and that raw like recording of it i think that does help and i think a lot of it stems from the specializ- uh the the specification the what's the best way to say this entertainment is being tailored to a specific audience yeah. via Netflix, via Hulu, via Amazon Prime, via HBO, via all of these streaming services. If our TV and other media outlets are being specified to an individual perspective or catered to an individual perspective, 
podcast are ultimately the same way. How many different types of podcasts are there? Not only is there yeah. news, politics, education, sports, murder mystery. That's a big one nowadays. Yeah, There's so many different podcasts, and it can be tailored to whatever the individual ultimately wants to consume as their entertainment. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, I think, like, too, it's also one of those things that's accessible, right? Like, I mean, Spotify just doesn't have podcasts. Like, there's podcasts. Like, you can just Google podcasts, and, like, all these websites will show up. Um, which I think is, it's just pretty like amazing. Like there's like full newscasts now, like that are considered podcasts. Yeah. I think there's also an accessibility and like a multitask element that people can still be at work or something or driving and they can listen to a podcast. Working out. Yeah. yeah. Working out. I was going to say, I think like the self-help podcast category was really where it took off. And self-help can be determined by the individual if they derive help from listening to sports if that's their you know outlet if it's real self-help that's giving you life advice and coaching you in whatever area you may feel as if you need to be aided in or if it's news if you're watching your sports for your sports but you still want to stay informed and maybe you listen to a little bit and then tune it out because you're trying to Get your workout on. Give you a give you something to give you some mental space. Yeah, while and still I, learning. I think one of the things too with podcasts is like there's so much misinformation out there that like in a podcast somebody can say misinformation, but it's not like it's actually in, you know what I mean. It's kind of hard to describe. You know what I mean? But like you can read an article and you have to like go and fact check it, right? But like in a podcast, like you said it or you didn't. You know what I mean? Whether it's true or not, you said it. And so, like, it's it's that unaltered, I think, thing that people really like. I mean, I could be wrong. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, like, podcasting is just, like, it could be at its peak. I don't know. Is it at its peak or is it still continuing to rise? Has it reached that plateau? Well, one of the things I think I find really amazing is, like, so you think about Joe Rogan, right? Like, so... I mean, that was a major switch from YouTube to Spotify, right? I mean, I know there was like hundreds of millions, it was like a hundred million dollar deal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like people claim, oh, he sold out, whatever. But like, there's got to be like more to that. I mean, oh, they I don't say know. he sold out, but how much slack did he get Yeah, when he was doing podcasts during COVID and having guests yeah. on that were antithetical to the mainstream media's viewpoints on the issue? Yeah. And why do you why do you think podcast? podcasts are so popular with with college students in general? I mean, everybody seems like you were talking about cr- true crime, right? Like I don't know, every girl I've met is like <laughs> into true crime documentaries really or a like a good murder podcast. Yeah, I I like Why is that? <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like you see like things like I don't know, like the Ted Bundy story and then like the, Aaron or Hern- the Murdoch trials. Yeah, and and like Aaron Hernandez or like all that kind of stuff. And like, man, like girls just love true crime documentaries. I don't, I mean, as guys, I think we tend to like steer towards the sports slash political side of documentaries, but. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good uh, true crime documentary. but That's usually when I'm watching it, forensic files with my grandmother. So yeah. There's also that female element. Isn't that show from like, <laughs> isn't that show from like the '90s or something like that? Is it still on? It, it, they actually started a Forensic Files too. Wow. They did recently. Do you guys remember as kids? I think it was on Fox. They used to do, they used to show like the newest episode of Cops, 
and then America's Most Wanted with John Walsh. Do you remember yes, that? FBI's Most Wanted. That was before my yeah. time. <laughs> it was the top eight. <laughs> That's funny. Wasn't it the top eight or was it top ten? No, it was, it was the like top the 10. top ten. Yeah, it was top ten FBI. I'm, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the top ten Most Wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. like a simpler time when we didn't have to pay rent, tuition. <laughs> it's crazy how there were so many adults in my youth telling me to enjoy the youth and then as soon as as soon as I started to get older I started to realize what they were talking about because at the time as a child it's oh I'm ready to grow up but then when you grow up and you start to actually have to partake in all of the obligations that an adult has to to fulfill yeah it's a lot more than you're thinking of as a child yeah and it it really changes your perspective on a lot of things in a way that I think ultimately matures a lot of people but at the same time if you're not you know if you're not ready can also ruin a lot of people yeah you may have to turn your mic like towards you it might yeah okay yeah there you go that's a lot better is that better you can hear me better now oh yeah all right (laughs) we're still like working stuff out I know it's it's a lot different than most people. It's so like we have the the headsets on, and we're obviously in a recording studio. So when you have the headsets on, you're purely listening to what you guys are able to hear. And when you take your headset off, it sounds completely different. I sound a lot different on a microphone. Than oh I man, I sound completely different on recording than I do in real life. It's really weird. Yeah, but you're also like don't listen to yourself. Yeah, in I real mean, life, true. not it's really. True. I mean, like you uh, can't hear how you talk. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not a person who gets like crazy self conscious. You know, I mean, I think like I am who I am, and like either people are gonna like it or they're not. And Absolutely. I think like you have to become, so, especially in today's society, like that's why I, I try not to do like social media. Like, I feel like a lot of people have like backed off of social media lately, and I think that was way before all this politics stuff, but. I don't know. I just don't. I definitely like Facebook to be able to like share with friends and family. Absolutely, it's a great networking tool. As yeah, well. I mean, like I'll go and post a picture like at the beach or something like that. But and like either people like it or they don't. I mean, I don't care if it gets like a hundred likes or like one. Um, I don't know. I think like you have to become so rock solid in yourself and so confident that nothing can rock you. Um, I and agree. You, and you think they, social media degrades from that? Um, I'm supposed to be asking you the questions. <laughs> um, now, to elaborate on what you were saying with social media, I think a lot of people do become overly self-conscious because everyone's judging them. And yes, it's great to be able to not care what other people think. But at the same time, there's that fine line, that happy medium between the two where am I doing this for other people or am I doing this for personal and self-cultivation to improve myself as an individual, to improve my delivery in public speaking, to improve any aspect of my life, or is the motivation because I want to appease another person or a group of people. I think finding that fine line to where you can still utilize social media to improve yourself as an individual, it's very hard to do in today's society. But I think that's a very important thing that ultimately given the the prominence of social media should probably be something that's taught in in schools in the school system yeah i mean jacob you asked me like if i thought that degraded 
the value of someone's like self-conscious, you know, or self-confidence. I think if you're not careful, it can. Um, I mean, nobody wants to post a photo and then like somebody's on like attacking your weight or like how you look. I mean, nobody wants that. I think that's just a element to knowing. I mean, if you're going to post a photo, you got to know somebody is going to say something about you. Somebody's going to talk junk. Right. But like the idea is, are you going to, are you strong enough mentally or, you know, confident in your appearance that you're not going to give a rip whether somebody's going to say something negative? Um, unfortunately, we live in a different time than I think what Facebook was originally designed to be. Yeah. Um, it was like, I think when I was younger, you had to have like a college, I think you had to have a college email to use Facebook. Wow. Originally. I think like when they started, it, uh, what, 2010, 2009? I think yeah. it was a little bit before that. I think 2000. Have you guys ever seen social, a, social Network? I think that movie came out around 2000. Yo, that, that is a great freaking movie. Like, have you seen it? Mm-mm. You got to watch it. It's great. It's like Andrew Garfield when he was like 15. <laughs> Not really. But it's, it's really good. It's got um, Jesse Eisenberg. In it, yeah. it actually has Justin Timberlake in it too. Doesn't Eisenberg play Zuckerberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't know this, but like Zuckerberg actually created the original Tinder. Because like, if you remember in the movie, he wanted to create like a hot or not scenario, I think, and it was like you either like liked the person or you didn't. So I think he's responsible for the original Tinder, um, which Tinder's a very Strange social experiment in its own right. Hookup culture, especially like twenty-three, especially like in a college campus, right? Yeah. It's, have, do you guys have a Tinder? No. Don't lie. I created one. Uh, well, I had one years ago. I recreated it about a month ago. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. Um, are you guys familiar with Hinge? Yeah. 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 I think Hinge is much better as far as actually trying to find someone to develop a relationship with not saying that everyone on there is looking for a relationship but there's more potential to develop a relationship through hinge than there is through tinder tinder in my eyes is mostly it's 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 a it's it's a pure hookup app yeah i mean not to mention there's a lot of spam not only is there a lot of spam bots and stuff yes there is a lot of scammers on there that are trying to oh, here's a picture of a beautiful woman. Let me give yeah. you this fake phone number that's connected to a fake, you know, a WhatsApp or whatnot. Yeah. And then let me solicit photos and then try to use that against you. Yeah, I, it, it was strange because... Many people that have the, been through that. The minute I made, I remade a Tinder, like I started getting all these like added friends on Snapchat. And so I'd be like, okay, maybe I know this person. And then they're like, hey, where are you located? Like, want to buy content? I'm just like... Delete block report. It's just like, come on. Yeah, so many, so many girls on there. Their entire Tinder profile is centered around purchase my OnlyFans. Yeah, purchase my exclusive content. That's a whole another rabbit hole to go down. That is. That is. <laughs> oh, oh, I, we'll we'll steer clear of that because like that's a whole like we could be here for hours. Yeah, <laughs> we could be here for hours with OnlyFans. Um, you have a Tinder, Jacob? No. Do you have any like dating profiles? Nope. Do you have social media? I do, but not anymore. Good for you. I mean, there was a point where it's like, what does this add value to my life? Yeah. And then you look at, pull up your screen time, 
top three apps on your phone are, you know, two of them are Snapchat and Scram. And then it, I was like, okay, this doesn't add all that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I like Instagram. Mostly because, like, that's where, like, Red Bull has, like, their page and, like, GoPro and they put some cool stuff out there. By the way, can I just say, like, and I'm not hating on GoPro because I have GoPros, but, like, I don't think any of those videos are actually filmed on a GoPro. What do you think? Have you guys seen those? Like, those, like, GoPro promos, but they're, like, mm-hmm. skiing down. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, those are, like, and then you look at yours and it looks like this, like, <laughs> gr- it was filmed on a toaster or something versus, like, that. Like, those skydiving ads. Yeah. It's, like, all the people skydiving or surfing or something yeah. on the GoPro. Yeah, and I'm just, like, like, how? I'm not good at video editing, like, at all. Um, I mean, this is already going to be its own beast <laughs> recording a podcast. Like, that's why I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to cut any of this stuff. I'm just going to record it right th- right through. And if people like it, they like it. What are your thoughts? I know you said you like Instagram. What about Facebook or uh, Twitter? Those are the two that I'm primarily active on. Um, I had a Twitter for a little while. Um, and then, I, I don't know, I kind of got bored with it. This is just status updates. Um, it became, for me, like, I got bored because, like, I would follow you guys, but my entire feed would be like news. You can lower that, by the way, if you need to. That it like adjusts. Okay. So that like the bar, so that way you can actually see me. He's like looking through the bar, trying to like, <laughs> be able to see who, who my eyes. Does that work? Yeah, that looks much better. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, Twitter just became like this news feed, like an actual news news feed. That's pretty much how I use it um, as a news feed to stay in touch with anything that has to do with current events and politics. It's a good way for people to stay connected just as Facebook is, especially with all of the Facebook groups. If there's a group in a certain region, certain county, certain town that has a specific group designated to a specific topic, then you can go to that and you can learn a lot about what's happening in the community from actual members in the community. Yeah. Opposed to just trusting two newscasters at 11 p.m. Yeah, and I think like Twitter has its purpose for like breaking news, right? I mean, case in point, Trump, right? <laughs> like it'd be like 3 a.m. <laughs> like this dude's tweeting at 3 a.m. I just always thought that was funny. Like when something happens, he just tweets like 3 a.m. I can't imagine what his sleep routine is like. Well, like I think I read a, there was an article or like a video that he sleeps kind of like I do, like three to four hours a night. Or he, I think he told uh, George Stephanopoulos during uh, one of those White House interviews. And then what, takes naps in the car or something? As stressful as that job is, I've got to imagine he's taking naps on Air Force One or something. But the dude's like, he's, get some he's what, 75 78 79 Dude, I'm Biden way behind. I believe Trump's 76 or 78. I was going to say Trump's 76. 76. 76. And then Biden's like 78, 79. Or no, is he 80? He will be. He's 80. I'm so he's 80 now. Bernie Sanders is what, 82, 3? Biden is 80. And the idea he's the that, oldest living president. Yeah. Yep. Or not the oldest living, but he's like the oldest president to ever assume office. Yeah. And on the heels of Trump, who was also the oldest president. Have I'm like, I'm not surprised, but like, do you remember we were talking about this like, I think a month ago when Jimmy Carter went into hospice? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. man, that dude's still kicking it. Yeah. Like, he's like 99, right? 
Yep. It's <laughs> freaking crazy, dude. So like, it says Bernie is uh, 81. 81. So if he uh, ran in 2024, he'd be uh, 82. He'd assume office at 82. He'd be 86 when he got well, out. Well, as Professor Newman said, <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> so like our professor tonight, he was talking about, oh, he had this dream that Bernie was going to be the president of the United States. And that was like, what, six months ago, he said? Yeah, six yeah. months. That's kind of scary. It's very scary. I, I would, the reason I think like, I would like to see somebody like DeSantis in there is just to bring that fresh rejuvenation back. I think that's one of the reasons why Obama was so popular back in 2008. Yeah. You have to move the mic. No. You're good. Just go I'm for good. it, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why Obama was so popular. It's because he was this younger, fresh face. Charismatic and young. That's yeah. JFK. Yeah, that's why was he was so. Dude, what imagine I... like if JFK lived in our time. What do you guys think? I think he would be a rock star. Do you, th- do you think he would be a rock star for the Republican yeah. and Democratic Party? He wouldn't be a Democrat in this day and age. I know that. Yeah, I'm a big Kennedy fan. I've read and listened to most of his stuff. Like he definitely would not stand for a lot of the Democratic stuff. Do you not think the media would come for him, similar to how they have for Trump, given the scandalous nature of his time as president, being the Marilyn Monroe affair, all of those other yeah. things? If that, I mean, when that happened to Clinton, look what happened to, to Clinton. But at the look same time, Trump afterwards, JFK had the family and the connections that he kind of owned the media. Like he, because they were a pretty he, powerful family. Oh, yeah. The his Kennedys, da- right? His dad was powerful. He and his brother, I mean, talk about nepotism. His brother was attorney general. So there was no, there was, a, there was not going to be a significant Justice Department problem. Why? Because his brother's attorney general. Well, that's appointed. Didn't, I didn't even know that. That's appointed by the cabinet. So, yeah, if he's just going to appoint family members, he could monopolize the that's what, entire that's system. Technically, what Trump did, like, he appointed. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Who do you appoint? He appointed Jared Kushner as his top national security advisor, right? But not attorney general. Barr was attorney general. Yeah. I, no, I think that, like, if he had been like, Ivanka, you're the new attorney general, that would have been like, <laughs> imagine what those hearings would have been like. I mean, right. but she's, but she's actually really freaking smart. Ivanka? Yeah. yeah. Like, she's, like, very, very educated. Like, I think, like, it's kind of weird. Like, this is going to sound really strange, but, like, it's kind of weird they're related because she's almost, like, the total opposite of Trump. Trump is this, like, crass, in your face kind of guy, right? But then, like, Ivanka's this graceful, well spoken, yeah, elegant kind of like. I mean, if you've ever heard her talk, like in interviews or like something like that, it's like, it's like a completely different turnaround from who Donald Trump is, um, which I think is weird. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a little strange. It's 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 fascinating though, you know. I mean, and I guess like uh, Tiffany, his youngest daughter, she just got like a JD, I think. Yeah, she was in college during when Trump was president. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, can you imagine just like sitting in your class and there's like an agent just sitting behind you? <laughs> That'd be wild. I just would be like, that. That would just be. Imagine like just. I wonder if she actually had like a social life. I mean, probably, but it was curated, basically. Like, it's like it, everybody it, you talk you to gets like, vetted. Yeah, it's not like you just walk to the library after class. Like, it's. You probably have like a whole process. You have to. Yeah, it's almost like through. a. It's almost like restricting freedom in a way. <laughs> I'm sure. I bet it was rough. 
Yeah, I mean, because, like, you think about us. Like, we just got out of class and walked over to the union, and we're, like, in the recording studio. I think, like, with that, like, you have to schedule all that stuff. Like, I don't think you can really do, like, OT. I think they call them OTRs, which is, like, off-the-record trips or something like that. I don't think you can just do those, like, really whenever you want. Yeah, like, I bet it's, like, you get out of class and there's a car waiting. And I think walk out. I think now, what is it? I think it's Obama and Trump are the only two presidents that have Secret Service for life, right? I mean, I don't know. The, like, what about Carter? What about he, uh, Clinton? I don't think they have... I think any president does. It's vice president that gets it for 15 years. But I believe any president gets it for life because for national security purposes, if there's any yeah. government secrets that they know and they were taken hostage. You see, like, what's weird for me is, like, so, like, when Jimmy Carter, like, you know, if, if I mean, he may outlive all of us. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> like, what happens, like, when he passes? Do they just, like, are they just still a part of the Secret Service? Or, like, are they retiring because they've done their job? Like, you mean, like, Roslyn and yeah. his kids? Well, individuals come into the Secret Service, and it's not guaranteed that they're going to be serving the sitting president. They may be assigned to go and protect one of the former presidents or maybe the vice president. Yeah. Or and I don't think, like, it's – I think it's, like, just your immediate family, <clears throat> right? Yes. I think it's just, like – you and your kids and like their kids but i don't think it at some point it has to stop right yeah (laughs) right at some point like i bet there's no security because like i think eric and donald jr and ivanka all have kids Mm -hmm. but i I feel like it would have to stop at them yeah but if they wanted to they could pay for their own security no problem which i mean (laughs) they probably have trump's probably got his own security like yeah. Trump Tower is probably like a fortress. Like, I mean, because yeah. he was Mar-a-Lago living there. is definitely a fortress. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because he was, uh, I guess like Mar-a-Lago is his official residence now. But like when, because I remember watching a Frontline documentary and it was like the, it was like about the transition when Trump became president-elect. It's like that's where he was living was Trump Tower. And and Ivanka just, stayed, uh, I'm sorry, um, Melania stayed living there for. Yeah. A majority of the presidency and that was a big controversy was that not only was there going to be secret service at the white house but there was going to be an additional charge to the taxpayer because yeah. there was going to be additional secret service in new york protecting melania in addition to what was protecting donald trump as the president and the- so in 2017 i went to washington dc and i actually stayed at trump's hotel on pennsylvania avenue and like before like during the reservation process like they like you had to like submit your id social security card like you had to like they had to do like a full background check on you to even stay there and when we got there there was like u.s capitol police like they had like a barrier around the hotel it was wild it was wild it was wild. wild um i can only imagine what it was like walking in the trump tower though i don't know yeah I just always think of the scene from The Other Guys. Have you guys seen that movie? Is that the one with Mark Wahlberg? And Will Ferrell? I've seen, like, parts of it. I haven't seen, like, the whole thing. The opening scene, there is a big crash that causes around $9 million in property damage. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the detectives, and Samuel L. Jackson is the other. And the crash is right into Trump Tower. You can see Trump Tower. That's where... What year was that movie made? 
2012, I want to say. What do you guys think about like The Simpsons, like trying to predict stuff? If you run through <laughs> as many ideas as they have over the past 30 years, even in a fictional scenario, you're going to come out with some truth. You're going to come out with a something that you created as a comedic fictional scenario that ultimately becomes reality unintentionally. We've seen that not just with The Simpsons, and I think South Park does a South better Park. job. Mm-hmm. More, so, And I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone are also... Oh my gosh. Can I just say for the record, I love... Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Like, those guys are, like, have you guys ever, like, seen interviews with them or, like, just gone down a rabbit hole on YouTube? They are very smart. They are, f- yeah, they are. They're, like, very intelligent, but they're freaking hilarious. Like, I, I, I freaking love them. Did you guys ever see that movie um, that they made out of puppets, uh, Team America? Yeah. Did you ever see that? Jacob, you were sheltered. <laughs> you have to watch that. It's profanity warning coming. America! <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. That's the, the slogan of the movie. Yeah. There's a, the song. I think they yeah. actually have a song made. Yeah. Like, it, it starts off, because you remember, like, when they do the intro, it starts off as, like, this, like, painting in the background, and then they have, like, one of those old school marionettes, and you think, oh, this is the movie? <laughs> and then it, like, it, I'm not going to give it away, but it's it's great. Like, it's, it's, I mean, there's parts where you're kind of like, what? It's very, like, you know how South Park makes you kind of go, like, what that's how this movie is like it's very strange um but they like have this whole scene in there with like you're talking about samuel jackson right and it's like there's a samuel jackson puppet and they have like they they hated on matt damon like you know when he's like matt damon and it's just like they hated on that kid in that movie i was just like they don't make movies like that anymore it's like all remakes of stuff there are no more original movies made. That's a great point. Although I, Elvis was freaking great. Did you guys go see that? Did they make a documentary on him? No. It was, so this is uh, it was with Austin Butler, and they had Tom Hanks in the movie, which they probably shouldn't have had. But like that's just my <laughs> opinion. Just because like the movie was supposed to be about Elvis and his life, but they made it more about the man. So Tom Hanks played the manager, that uh, Elvis's manager. I can't remember his name. But, like, can I just say Austin Butler should have won the Academy Award instead of Brendan Fraser? My opinion. What did Brendan Fraser win the Academy Award? What what movie was that for? Uh, The Whale. He's, uh, but, I haven't seen that, but I've seen his performances. Yeah. And he does like do good in big action movies. George of the as Jungle. Far as, as far as being an elite actor, to win an Academy Award, it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, I, I don't know because I didn't see The Whale, so I can't really make that call. I, I haven't seen it either, but just based on the performances that he has given in his career. Yeah. The Mummy was great, don't get me wrong. He wasn't that one. But the acting good movie. was not always... Did you see that the, uh, the kid from Indiana Jones, or yeah, the kid from Indiana Jones won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor? I can't remember his name, but Harrison Ford actually gave him the award. Like, how cool is that, That's right? That's pretty cool, yeah. It's like years and years later. Um, the movie that won Best Picture was called Everything, Everywhere, All at One Time, something like that. And I heard it was like this, it was like Inception, but like crazier. Did you guys see Inception? I have seen Inception. Mm-hmm. Inception was like, I had to watch it like three or four times. 
It's it's a mind uh, boggler. Jacob, you saw Inception, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it's an older movie, right? Well, late I mean, 2000s, probably 2007. Yeah, it's got, yeah. it's got Christopher. It's, it was directed by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. That was like, I don't know. I think The Dark Knight was probably his greatest achievement of all time. Heath Ledger in that movie. Yeah, I kind of wish he was still alive. I what, definitely wish he Wouldn't was it have been crazy? Just... Like, Because you know they're making another Joker, right? Like they're, I, think, I don't know. I mean, you can Google it, but. A sequel to the, the Joker movie that they just released a few years ago. The one with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And apparently Lady Gaga is supposed to be the Harley Quinn. Which should okay. be interesting. That's... Yeah, apparently it comes out in 2024. Wow. Just before the election. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's released on election day? I mean, they usually release it on a Friday or October Tuesday. October 4th, 2024. So <laughs> it is right before election day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys saw Joker, though, right? Yep. That I movie was, oh, my gosh. Well, it's, so it's not like... It's not like The Dark Knight. It's not like this comic style movie. It is like a heart. It's like how the guy who became the Joker became the Joker. And like it goes into some deep like depression style like stuff. Like it's it's heavy. It's really heavy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. One movie I haven't seen, but I kind of want to see is um, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins Returns. Do you guys see that? Is that coming out? No, it's, it came out. Is it that? I'm guessing that's a Disney, right? I don't know. <laughs> New Disney is not the old Disney. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> they don't make movies like The Lion King and like they don't make them anymore. like they used to. It came out in 2018, but uh, Dick Van Dyke was in both. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. He's got to be like. He is. 97. Well, his best movie, if I'm not mistaken, was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, my God. That I'm, is, like, the creepiest I, movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh when God. they land in the in the, in the the town and so the kids strange. have to go into the basement of the toy shop. <laughs> and, like, the, the like, kid catcher. Child catcher. Dude, that is so strange. That is so strange. Like, I, 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 like, dude, I'm having flash. I had nightmares as a kid. Like, that is just. That's, uh, that came out in 1968. Wow, that's yeah. But like, like even the, I think Dick Van Dyke. Do you guys remember like when you were kids? They used to like show the Sound of Music on ABC on like Saturday mm-hmm. nights, and then mm-hmm. they would like the Ten Commandments. I was gonna say like yeah. I think they still do that, right? At Easter. Yeah, I mean, I could like do my full night routine by the time the end of the credits are over. I mean, it's three and a half, four hour movie. That's before commercials. And with commercials, it's like five. Yeah. Five, six. I don't know. I think it's about a five like, hour I mean, seriously, like, who seriously sits? Like, I mean, I want to meet somebody who, like, sits in front of their television every Easter, Saturday night and watches it all the way through. The only way I could see someone doing that is, is if it was a family. They're yeah. watching it and there's conversation that's happening throughout it. Yeah. So it's not, it's not as if there's five hours. It's like of a us. commentary. Right. Yeah. I think, like, that's. That kind of stuff's contracted. It's not the same in 2023. I mean, 20 years ago, I think it was happening in a lot more households yeah. than, it def- than it is now. Yeah. Definitely on a percentage basis. Well, who watches TV anymore? It's mostly streaming. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like, so I use YouTube TV because my brother, who's same. autistic, he loves YouTube TV because, you know, you can watch like all the sports and stuff. 
but like I don't know. I don't sit down and religiously watch television shows like Game of Thrones. Like you know how everybody was like big on Game of Thrones. I like everyone was like talking about the series finale, and then they were so disappointed. I just like waited until it all came out on streaming. Yeah, I record about five or six new shows, and I watch at most one a day when I yeah. have time at night, just as I unwind, go into bed. Other than that, I catch the new episodes of South Park because I do enjoy those. But other than that, I don't really watch much TV. Yeah, other than the news, I was like none of us really have time. Yeah, I watch a, I watch a lot of old TV. I'm a big I'm big into like sixties and seventies shows. I think it was like what. Gold like Dick Van Dyke show is my favorite show really? of all time. Yeah, Beverly what? Hillbillies, Beverly Hillbillies, Gilligan's Island. So you like shows. what is it? TV Land. Yeah. So you like watch, but like I don't watch like, Gunsmoke. I don't watch it on like Gosh. TV. <laughs> my mom has like I remember when we were kids, Gunsmoke would come on. She'd record Bonanza. on VHS. Bonanza. Bonanza. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be like I remember like, kids. But it, the sixties <laughs> and seventies was golden age of like TV, like Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke show. See, that's why I know we haven't been to the moon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's crazy to think that that happened in the same era. Yeah. The 60s, right? 68? Yeah. Dick Van Dyke shows. The Kennedy was in office when? Kennedy he got assassinated in 63. Yes. Oh, so then it was early. He made the promise to go to the moon by the yeah. end of the decade, but he wasn't he was And now alive. we're talking about living on Mars. Yeah. yeah, but we haven't done much since 69. I mean, anyway. Artemis 3 in uh, 2024, I believe it's right around uh, They just Christmas. shot a rocket, didn't they? Well, in December of 2024, they're looking at sending Artemis 3 to the moon, and they're going to explore the potential to set up long-term scientific exploration there, which ultimately means setting up a long-term uh, permanent human habitat there. So if we set up a permanent human habitat, even if it's just for scientific exploration and the individuals that are uh, that live there or are based there alternate and rotate so it's not as if their gravitational force is going to change to allow them to where they can no longer come back to Earth. The first people that go to Mars, they're going to be on Mars until they die. Yeah. Because we do not have the, the technological capabilities to send someone there for them yeah. to be there for as long as they would be there. The lack of G-force in space, by the time they get back to Earth, they would collapse. Well, not to mention, like, where are you going to get that oxygen from? Yeah. Like, I mean, are you going to, like, build a pipeline? <laughs> like, from, the from like, Earth to... That's the thing, is if they can establish something on the moon... Well, I think Elon Musk was talking about that. If they can go back and forth from the moon to Mars and do, ex uh, you know, um, data discovery missions just experimental things to kind of discover the landscape and identify, you know, they've declared that there are, ev there's evidence of lakes that used to be there. Now we know that there is, there's ice all throughout the galaxy and the solar system yeah. and our solar system. What if that ice is underneath the surface? And what if it's underneath the surface deep enough to where the core of Mars is heating it where it's become liquid and there's lakes a mile underneath if they can discover that potentially yeah, and but extract then you have to think that about, water yeah, yeah like extraction right like i mean it's kind of like somebody was i forgot who i was talking to but somebody was saying like oh the pyramids are there's no way that like the egyptians built those right like i mean that's a mystery i, I don't know because like i don't believe in aliens necessarily 
Like, I don't, I mean, do I think like, I mean, what if there's like a cockroach, right? Like, I mean, like a, a version of a cockroach running around Mars, right? Okay. That's like, I think that that could be like plausible, right? But don't, I don't no. think there's like, you don't think? Uh, no. Like, fl- like a fly or a gnat or something like that? I no. definitely think there's life, but I don't think it's intelligent. Because if we look at... Do you think like it's more of like a bio... Organism. Like organism? Yeah. Like almost like bacteria? Looking at the evolutionary process of how we became humans on Earth, I mean, that took millions of years. Do you believe in that, though? I mean, I th- there's a lot of scientific Darwinism evidence... And... There's a lot of scientific evidence that suggests that that is... Now, just because I believe that things have changed over time doesn't mean that I'm not saying, well, maybe there is is a God that is allowing the creatures on his planet to adapt in a way that he wants them adapt to, ultimately so that they can promulgate life and then profess his word. That could be a potential. Yeah. I, I mean, did you have a thought? Like, I was going to say... Back on the like macro evolution thing, I I find it hard to think that there's Earth is millions of years old. How old do you think Earth is? About six to eight thousand years old. Really? Yeah. Oh, I kind of get that. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, do I think dinosaurs walk the Earth? I mean, probably. Probably. I mean, I think there, like, is scientific evidence that they did, right? I mean, but, like, do I think, like, we evolved from, like, cave, a- apes into cavemen? Like, I don't know I don't know about that, but. Yeah, it's like you see these little charts where it goes from, like, squatting yeah. to, like, standing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you see those charts, yeah, where it's, like, monkeys and then, like, it, like the now Darwin, that, yeah. or whatever the Darwin effect they call it. That's charts over millions of years. That's not something that's happening that's not something we'd ever see in our generation. And what I would point to is, I can't remember where it's at, but there is a nomadic tribe that is aquatic. And they do most of most of the food that they eat comes from them fishing. Well, they're not fishing with a fishing rod. They're going in, diving underwater, yeah. and using a spear. Yeah. And they have adapted, their lungs have adapted to where they can hold their breath 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of, like, stuff like that that still goes on. There's You guys know David Blaine? He's, yeah. like, the crazy magician mm-hmm. body extremist. Dude. Well, he, like, used to do the thing where he, like, spits up the frog. I don't know if you've seen that, but, like, yep. he drinks, like, a ton of water, and he can, like, spit it back up. Well, he, like, talks about in one of his, like, his documentaries or whatever, he, like, went to, I think it was, like, Ethiopia or something like that, like, one of these villages where the guy can, like, water spout. So he would, like, drink all this clean water. And then, like, spit it back up to, like, clean his clothes. Like, I don't know. It, it, I would have to see it to, like, be able to show it to you. But, like, things like that, right? The, I think there's all kinds. Of, and there's, like, so many undiscovered tribes out there. First of all, I think we should just leave them alone. I don't think we should go in there and, like, be, like, try to Take domesticate pictures them. Of them. Off the coast yeah. of India. I mean, India yeah. protects a tribe there. I can't remember the name of the island, but it is a tribe that there was a, is disconnected. There was, the I think there was, the a, there was a, a, a Christian guy who went out there. Like yeah. trying to spread Christianity and they ended up like he went I, destroying it with arrows. I believe he went two or three times. The first yeah. time he got out, he escaped, and then he went back. I think he escaped a second time, and the ta- third time they killed him. Are you talking about um, Indonesia? 
it's or it's uh, it's hard to keep it's up. south yeah. uh, it's south of india but it is east of indonesia let me give you the I can and, have you, like it, i also i mean there i think there's proof that there are still tribes like like did you ever see pirates of the caribbean too like dead yes, man's chest yeah. you know like when like johnny depp like gets all caught up with the cannibals oh yeah I, there's got to be like tribes like that like old school like just tribes that kind of animalistic kind of yeah yeah that are like this i wouldn't say they're undiscovered because i feel like with the technology now you can find all that stuff but i mean i I, maybe i mean there has to be like stuff like that i mean because like i don't believe everything i see on youtube right but there is some like raw footage of like undiscovered tribes and stuff like that I mean, personally, I think we should just leave them alone. I mean, yeah, like when you, when, you know, in South America, when they, you know, cut down on the uh, Amazon to uh, yeah grow yeah. all the palm oil, they find all these like old civilizations and stuff like that. Yeah. It's the Sentinelese. S-E-N-T-I. So they have a name. L-E-S-E. The Sentinelese is an uncontacted tribe living on North Sentinel Island in northern in the no- northern Indian Ocean, so they're uncontacted, but they're not. They are, and they un- have a name. So they're un- <laughs> that's the crazy thing. But yeah, how do we know? Are. Where did that name come from? Did we like? It must have been. It must have been given to them by the Indians. Um, the Indian, the country of India, protects their sovereignty. Yeah. And if you attempt to contact them, their navy, their yeah. air force, it's kind of like will get you. It's kind of too. It's like their language. Right, like we don't, like, we can't even communicate with them. Yeah, there's like it's like one of those things. Yep. To where, and again, like if that's what they want to do, like, I mean, it would just be fun though to like, you know, airdrop like a laptop, like just <laughs> just like get a drone and drop an iPhone, like in the tribe and just be like, see what happens. Drop like a loudspeaker or something. Yeah, <laughs> like in uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, where they see three uh, PO and they think he's a god because he's in all gold. I mean, like, it's just yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that would be. I just think that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, you just walk up in there and you just like, here's an iPhone, and you just see what they do. I don't do with think it. you'd be handing them anything. Probably <laughs> not. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. That's just funny. But like, I will say this: like, we were talking about like aliens and stuff. If I ever run for president, and like, I mean, hot off the my hand, hot off the Bible, like I'm sprinting down. I'm not even waiting for the parade. Like, I'm just sprinting down Pennsylvania Avenue and I'm going to go in the office and find everything I can about Area 51. Like, I'm not even kidding. You think that, that's first on your priority <laughs> over um, some yeah, other... Uh, you, you said that you weren't so sure about aliens, so... No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't be believe in aliens. Uh, I mean, I think Area 51 is most likely like a training. It's like a top secret training center type thing. They probably have some like advanced weaponry that they're testing. It's probably like one of those test facilities, you know. I don't, I don't think they have like an alien locked up in there, but like, was that movie Independence Day? Independence Day. That is a yeah. great. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! The best movie we'll see. We're gonna have a movie night. Made. We're just gonna we're gonna do a movie podcast where we just watch movies, and you, we're just gonna bring up the Show speed on. Yeah. yeah, it has Will Smith in it. Yeah, okay. Will Smith's okay. reputation has declined. He punches an alien, <laughs> but <laughs> but that was his that was his heyday. Was that Twenty years later, he movie. slaps Chris Rock. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he was practicing. I don't know. This is funny. I think Area 51 <laughs> might be more like a Stranger Things kind of thing. You know, I never saw Stranger Things. 
Really? The first yeah. season's really good. It kind of goes downhill from See, there. See, I don't know. The, yeah. I, so I used to, like, when Netflix was doing the DVD thing, I was a big <laughs> Netflix guy. And then they used to have, like, really good movies. And then they, like, got all of these series. And I was just, I couldn't keep up. It blows my mind to think about how many people are using Netflix today. It's because of Outer Banks. Well, that are using it but don't know that it originated with, oh, you want to watch something? Well, hey, you can order it online, and we're going to send you a DVD or VHS. Yeah. That was, I, I remember those days. And They're going to Blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, I, Blockbuster. Man, good times. <laughs> it was like Blockbuster was like the old school GameStop. You know how they used to have like toys and stuff? They had toys. You could get movies. You could get popcorn. You could get your snacks. You could actually go and like see the video in your case as opposed to like now. Like I think all that stuff's like not videos, but like if you buy a game from GameStop, it's not even on the shelf. Yeah. A lot of times they have it behind the counter. And then, yeah. Well, now like so I have an Xbox Series S. So you don't even have a. It's just it's all downloaded. What's this? So is that is that uh, like the equivalent of the X? The place the hmm, what's it called? What's the PlayStation that you don't put discs in? Is it five? I have a PS. I think four was the last one to put discs in. Because like the one the Xbox that I have, you don't have discs. You just okay. So it's the digital edition. The digital edition of the PS Five, you cannot put a disc in. That's just wild, though. I ensured that I got one that I can put discs in because if I can't put discs in it and it's reverse compatible to all of my PS4 games, yeah. but I can't put a disc in it, what good does that do me if well, I can't put my PS4 the, disc I in think the the most console? annoying thing, and I don't know if you guys play video games, but like mm-hmm. on, well, you're a special child, but like <laughs> on the Xbox, the thing is you only get X amount of like space. Right. And Call of Duty takes up like 200 friggin' gigabytes of 250. So like if you want to play a different game, you have to delete Call of Duty, download the new game, and then when you want to play Call of Duty again, you have to delete the one you just played and then down wait like six hours to download the other one depending on your internet. Yeah, that that was definitely a problem on PS4. I actually had to get a external memory bank to hold the games. And those are not cheap. No, I paid about 120 for it. Yeah, it's like the ter- two terabytes. Like yeah, like I didn't even know what a terabyte was until like two years ago. <laughs> I know but, that sounds bad, but. but then on the PS5, it's a whole it, it's a whole terabyte uh, built in. So if you if you have a terabyte and you're using a quarter of that for a game, and that one game is one of the elite games of our time, right? What are the other ones that compare to Call of Duty in today's age? What Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. I prefer Red Dead Redemption over Grand Theft Oof. Auto. That is a whole nother rabbit. Hole I think to go I down. think the original right. Red Dead Redemption was the greatest game ever made. Okay, so you're your team read that over GTA. Yeah, I've never been a fan of GTA. I enjoy GTA, but I think that Red Dead Redemption just gives you so much more of a feel for the time, for the era. Yeah. It's a, it feels a lot more real and more realistic. Well, it's annoying because in GTA, you can just break into a car, right, and just, like, drive to the other side of the city in 2.3 seconds. In Red Dead Redemption, it takes, like, a day and a half to ride all the way across the map. Yeah. You know, it's just Because like, you're on a horse. Yeah. And, and you on, can't, you can't like, you don't have unlimited speed. Right. And on GTA, if I, br- in real life, if I break into a car, I'm not just going to break into the car and drive off. Yeah. I've got a hot wire first. Yeah. It's like they, they break into the car as if they have a universal set of keys <laughs> and then they just turn them in the ignition they just like, and bada boom. They just like 
I mean, it's just funny because like when I drive, I always have my doors locked. It's like the first thing I do when I get in my car, right? Yep. And in GTA, nobody has their doors locked. <laughs> it's like nobody has you their doors You just walk locked. up to the driver's side door, you can open just, the like, door and pull them out. <laughs> just, you can just like find a city bus and just like rip the doors open and just like throw the bus driver off. It's like, okay. No, I don't know. I And now like you can just make so many mods. Like somebody actually made like a presidential motorcade. Huh. It was funny. And then they did like, they have like the LS... The LSPD or something like that. It's like the Los Santos Police Department. So okay. you can actually be a cop and like pull people over, or you can play as like the fire department. I don't know. It's just all once they of... came out with Red Dead Redemption Two, I really stopped playing GTA Five. I heard Red Dead Redemption is like more technical, right? I think it challenges you more because there are there's less technological advancements and it's more skill based. You have to actually utilize the controls, know the controls, know the special moves, you know, know yeah. what you're doing in order to be successful. I don't know. The hardest the game missions. I've ever played was the U, uh, UFC game. UFC? There's like one? Three? Uh, the one that had Conor McGregor on it. Or wait, the one, yeah. I've only played UFC was it two? against it in multiplayer. I don't like know. At it's just like, Jacob is so not into this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been games. a gamer. Like, Jacob's a finance I, major. I don't even like... No, half the stuff we're talking about. We can talk about how expensive games are. Are they expensive? It's like eighty bucks. Sixty nine ninety nine for PS five and the new generation Xbox. Yeah, I, with tax you're looking at seventy five. Used to pay like twenty dollars at Kmart for yeah. like a game. Boy I remember game. when an Xbox game was thirty nine ninety nine. I remember yeah. when a Nintendo uh, SP, right, the Game Boy, back when the Game Boy nineteen ninety, the Game Boy Color. 1999, like you were saying. I know, I went Nintendo. Nintendo. Well, Nintendo is made, it, Nintendo makes the Game Boy. Have you ever seen like those guys on YouTube? Um, they go and like restore those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael, it's like, like they're like, they're, his name's like Odd Tinkering, I think. He goes and like opens them up and like, rest- bro, I would lose those screws in like a second. <laughs> I wouldn't remember how to put that thing back together. Like, I just wouldn't. And like, he has to have like schematics and like, where do you get all? I didn't think they make any of those parts anymore. I mean, I'm not like a computer major, like Brainiac or whatever. But like, they're probably having to source the parts individually. You have to. Yeah. Because that's just wild. But like, that's why there's like, such a market for that. That's why a lot of those older gaming consoles, they sold back in the day for fifty bucks. Now they're going for three hundred. On eBay, yeah. Yeah. Because it not only is it okay if it's preserved, then it's rare. It's valuable. But if it's even even if it's been remodeled, if it's been you know tinkered with and improved, it's still you're you're having to have someone that is skilled in that area to where they know what the hell they're doing with a computer yeah. to be able to source those parts oh, dude, I, accurately implement them. I used to take stuff apart as a kid, but putting it back together yeah, is the tough part. I, <laughs> I mean, at least crypto is digital to where we don't have to make it right. Right, Jacob? Yeah. You can mine it. Tell us about crypto, because I have, I, honestly, I know nothing about crypto. Yeah. Actually, I um, pulled up an article today. Um, Ted Cruz just uh, introduced a bill today um, to stop a central bank digital currency. It's like what they're, and that's kind of what they're trying to go towards so wait, in like, China. Walk me through this, because this is probably going to bore a lot of people, but like maybe somebody will find it interesting. But aren't we using digital currency already? Like you when mean you like credit cards? 
yeah uh, like online banking that kind of thing yeah maybe that's where i'm getting lost but like isn't that the same thing as like because i can i can venmo you right like i right. can just send i can send 20 dollars over venmo for us to go to cookout right isn't that digital currency it is you know a form of digital currency but it's it's different than blockchain backed currency also um what Ch the chinese are trying to do is make it um available to the government so like say the government finds a problem with something you bought um whether that be something which i'm illegal. sure they will because that's what they like to do i mean in china is you know it's like <laughs> they, don't, they, they take they take charge of the uh, oil reserves as we saw last year we're going that's but, another uh, rabbit hole that's that's connected to it though, i feel like we're just a bunch of rabbits ransom running. was paid via digital currency the oh, ransom you, you was mean the, um, pipeline yes what was it um what's the name of that pipeline that was shut down last year it it the keystone no not the keystone no, the, the standing rock pipeline. Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a lot of that stuff blends together but like when it comes to like crypto like i, I just know absolutely nothing colonial pipeline col yes the colonial pipeline so that was shut down and the ransom that was paid was paid via bitcoin and that blockchain so the blockchain currency was used for that which prior to that instance there had been no other time that anyone had been able to backtrack the blockchain to see who it was actually coming from that oh. was part of the appeal was that it was anonymous right? it was it was account to account. So right is is yes. is like cryptocurrency kind of like? Does it leave a, a like a, a easier to track paper trail? Is that kind of like what crypto is? No, it's like harder to track. It's harder to track, you. but they were able to track it in the Colonial Pipeline <laughs> ransom. And after that ransom, once the U.S. government was able to retrieve the Bitcoin that they paid in the ransom, at that moment you saw that. Bitcoin and all other digital currencies backed by the blockchain, their, their prices plummeted. I mean, Bitcoin was on a high rise. It was going up. It was worth $50,000, $60,000. It was going grand. back so, between so 50, is it, down to 30. I think is it's it worth like, 18 now. No, it, it's, it's gone way up since, uh, you know, all the banking crisis and whatnot. Okay, oh, Silicon Valley went yeah. down. It's up to 27. Who's yeah. the other bank? There's another one that went down. First, uh, not First Republic. And uh, another yeah. one just went down first too, Republic. right? Yeah, First Republic Bank. It didn't go down. Uh, well, they were they had 11 U.S. banks that came in and bailed them out before it went it, down. It wasn't even a bailout. So It wasn't a bailout because it was from the <laughs> private sector, but it effectively was a bailout from the private sector. When you say bailout, what do you – like all they did is – they came in and said, hey, we're going to put our own money. We're going to put... 11 banks came in and said, you don't have the ability to pay out your deposits to the individuals who deposited money in your bank. Yeah, so 11 they, banks came yeah. together and put that $30 billion up so that they, that money could be relinquished. And you're talking about the 08-09 recession. No, no, no that no. was this week. This, this happened week. this past week just after what happened in uh, Silicon Valley. So Silicon Valley Bank, the feds set up the brand new system to where a bank has a revolving door to come in and borrow from the Federal Reserve. Whoa. And when they borrow from the Federal Reserve, their 
uh, what is it? The um, the collateral is nothing. So if they're coming in and the stock is, say the stock is a dollar, right? But the stock, that's that's what the original stock price is. But now the stock price is 30 cents, right? So you've got 70 cents on the dollar that is collateral. They don't have to recognize that. They oh. can borrow at the same dollar value. Okay, hold please. Is that, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, but, but the question is, my buddy's uh, my, my buddy's an accountant. Uh, he he majored in he got his master's in finance. So I always oh. I always talk to him about financial stuff. Cause so once again, the, the American taxpayers bailing them are out. billing out banks. It's yeah, on the yeah, it's right. on the taxpayer. But like, what is your opinion? Bailout or no bailout for Silicon Valley? No, for any bank. That is, should we bail them out? Should we bail them out? Uh. I mean, I think for not, like not only Silicon Valley, but well, First Republic. Here's the thing: in, in a way, you kind of have to. Now, is right? that is that not the fault of the United States Federal Reserve uh, going no, away from the not, gold no. standard? No, because if they're going to fail, why should taxpayers that have not put their money into that bank be responsible? Right. I, I, I'm not. But here's the thing: is like ethically, and I, I know ethically doesn't necessarily speak for money, but like. I mean, I would want somebody to bail out a bank that I was a part of, right? But if you were making investments, people just look at banks in, in, in a way, they've been taught to look at it in a way. So, so many people, based on the way the education system teaches banks, banks aren't just a place where you go put your money and you can just go get it in time. Yeah. Banks are a place where they take your money and then they invest that because yeah. the profits that they make off their investments, right? right? So, when you go to the bank and deposit your money, that's a liability on the bank because when you go back to get that money out, that's a liability that they have. That's an right, obligation. To right. Pay you back. But at the same time, the Federal Reserve screwed over the banks because they abandoned the gold system or the, the yeah, the gold standard. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but am okay. I, I mean, am I wrong on that one? No, your rebuttal because you're a finance major. So I want to hear this. You're right. Uh, you know, if we were back on the gold standard. Just speak in the standard. mic more. Yeah. There you go. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, if we were back on the gold standard, obviously our currency is backed by uh, reserve currency. That's not, you know, right now the U.S. dollar is backed by debt. You. That's why we have $35 trillion in debt. And if we default on that debt, what happens? And just for the record, <laughs> the genera- I'm scared for the generation after us. <laughs> they are so screwed financially. I'm, I'm more scared for my grandkids. My kids, yeah. I think they'll be able to manage. I think we'll be able to get through that. I think it's going to be the generation that is in their prime when we make the turn into the 22nd century. So t- t- 2100, right? 2100. Yeah. That year, which that would be our grandkids, right? It's 2024. We're flying cars and... Right. Flying Teslas everywhere. They'll be coming into their prime then. It's going to be their generation that is going to struggle more than any other generation, more than the the lost generation back in the 30s with the Great Depression, more than they struggled leading into World War II. You're so deep. You're so <laughs> I, deep with I it. I don't believe that. I don't buy that. Do tell. I think... Um, the fourth turning. The... There's a lot of stuff going on right now. AI is a big part of it. I don't think 
people will have jobs and money won't be understood like it is today. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it won't be like you take a paycheck home. Did you see that uh, that fully automated McDonald's? No. Like, pull it up. You'll see, like, there's like a full. It's like a fully automated McDonald's. Where Where is that at? Uh, can you Google it and just pull it up? Because it's like a drive-through, and you can go inside, and it's it's robot. All robots make the food. No way that's in the United States. That's got to be something in Asia. I, it may be like a false, like one of those fake things, but like I'm pretty sure it was real. Fort Worth, Texas. It's wow. all automated in Texas. Yeah, you just Whoa. like it's just like it's like a drive-through in a, but it's all robots. There's not one single human being that works there. I would assume. There's a human being that drops the food off, like you know, like makes like the shipments of stuff, like then brings the shipments in. But so I was actually thinking about that's interesting. I was thinking about that when I went to um, I was at the gas station before we came over here. Did you go to Circle K? Yeah, I went where to they the had Circle the, K. the self. Yes. Yeah, so you put all your stuff into the center there, and then it generates the price because it can scan from yeah. 360 degrees. But, but I don't then when think you go to put gas in. If you want to put gas in and you want to pay with cash. You've got to do the mental math and then put it in instantly I, there. I, which but I, I don't, don't mind think by Fedor is is Rhode Island or New Jersey the are they they still the only state where they have like you can't pump gas your own gas? New Jersey is it New Jersey? New Jersey. Yeah. I don't think by like federal law. I think like well, I mean that's not true either because there are like twenty four hour pumps, but not attendants on site. I thought like it was like a federal law that you had to have like somebody working at all times while there's gas active. That probably should be a regulation as far as a safety. For have you ever seen those fail videos where like people drive down the road and they still got like the gas pump attached to their car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how? There was a one video with like a police officer that did that. It just blows my mind because as as we get to that, if I can go in there, get anything I want from the store, walk up there, it's going to scan it, and then I put in my own pump, my own gas. What's the purpose of having someone working there? Now, ultimately, it probably will lower the price for some products. Now, when you when you consider inflation, probably not. It's probably yeah. going to stay the same. But they're going to eliminate this entire labor force. As they eliminate that labor force, how is that going to affect the economy long term? Have you ever seen how Aldi and Lidl, their business model, have you ever seen that? They have like what one cashier and then like yeah, yeah. the reason they keep everything in boxes is because they can like lower their stock staff have you seen mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and they make mm-hmm. like great money right that's what the yeah, prices are so they make low. they make bang they're both the uh, audi and leader are both german discount you, companies yeah um they also if you've noticed they only have like one or two products like you want to think of oatmeal there's like two kinds you want to think of milk they have two percent you know skim whole milk is there it, like an actual like profit margin to be made from that, I mean, like you mean having, from not having like um, yeah, not having like a full grocery store staff. Yeah, I mean they cut down on costs compared to uh, you walk into like a different supermarket, Walmart, whatnot, and you have you know Kellogg, um, you know General Mills, like all of those kind of consumer brands. Like they don't have a lot of that. Yeah, and and, and so if you're listening from outside of you, for people who are listening, like at UNCC, we have a walmart neighborhood market up the street and they just like redid that have you guys been there Mm-mm. it's no. all self-checkouts is this the one right up here off of try on yeah by the, like by the movie the theater yeah. yeah it's all self-checkouts 
There's not. There's like one for handicap, like people, and it, but there's like one attendant. I know that they changed their parking lot because I have a buddy that lives in the apartments over there, and we usually park in the public parking at the Walmart and then walk yeah. over because it's gated. And they put in 24 new pickup lines to where you can order your groceries online, pull up, park, and they bring your groceries. So, they put in 24 of them. Like, speaking of that, right? Like, did you see, I think Amazon, I think they scrapped it, but weren't they doing, like, the drone delivery thing? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's, mm-hmm. like, I mean, from a financial standpoint, does that make sense? Is it cheap? I have no clue. Um, but I think automation, it always makes, you know, the ability to not have to pay someone is always going to be a threat, especially with AI. Now, as a, as a finance major, what are the long-term economic ramifications from that? Because if there's someone that's not being paid to do that job, then that means that there's someone that's not making money, and that money that's not being made is not going back into the economy. Yeah. So could that limit our GDP? It could limit our GDP. A lot of people are saying that if we continue on our debt path and our, our GDP and taxes being paying, paid into the system decline – that will be at one point on such a steep slope to pay off our debt. It may not be possible to. So, like, as a as a you're you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, without having graduated, do you think like the United States is fixable in terms of finances? Yeah, wow. but it's gonna take a gigantic portion of people's, you know time and effort to fix it like it's it's not going to be you know we caused inflation with a spending bill we end inflation with a you know spending you know a a budget bill or something like that i mean we have 35 trillion in debt whoa i mean i didn't 35 trillion yeah that's a lot of money a lot of money that doesn't even seem real doesn't even feel like there's that much in circulation Right, and one of the problems we had of not being on a gold standard is you want money, you hit a button, you print it, and say, you know, we'll catch you later, which Whoa. is a gigantic problem. And that's kind of... Whoa. Like, we, it, like if we had, we don't, we wouldn't have $35 trillion in a Swiss bank or something like that backed by gold. There wouldn't be the ability to just write a check for COVID relief and... For 1.9 trillion in in gold, backed by gold, and it's like, well, we got to buy the gold to back up this currency. Like that wouldn't happen. Whoa. Inflation inflation wouldn't be what it is. And then, as they just print that money, if there's nothing backing it up, doesn't that just devalue the currency? Oh yeah, and exacerbate inflation. Yeah, um, which is where we're at right now. Yeah. I mean, the Federal Reserve actually today on March 22nd, Federal Reserve just hiked interest interest rates despite the banking collapse. What was it a half a basis point? It was 25 basis points. Okay. Or so, which is a quarter percent a quarter for the so federal, like, federal funds rate. I'm not like so I'm not looking for like an expert level answer. But do you think like we'll hit a recession like we did in 09? Well, or 08? I mean, we're kind of in one now. We're, we're definitely on the brink of something as bad, yeah. but it hasn't quite spilled over. Do yet. you think that they're 
taking from the mistakes that were made and they're trying to make proactive well steps it, it's a different we're in a different environment than what happened in Uso and in 08 we were like, also a lot younger we didn't have to worry about it <laughs> true that's true but okay. i think that's the scary part what do you mean we didn't have to like we were we were it. all kids you know yeah but the workforce now definitely lived through 0708 yeah so like I mean, I guess like, I mean, I guess like from our standpoint, right? Like most college students, they didn't give a rip about what was going on in 0708. Now it's kind of like, am I going to make rent? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. But in 0708, it, it was a different scenario. It's not like, oh yeah, we had That's a true. crazy inflation. That wasn't, you know, the reason the housing market crashed. Wasn't that... If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the reason it crashed was because a lot of the banks were lending out money and, and giving loans to people who had, who did not have the ability to pay them back. They knew they did not have the ability to pay back the loans and they still gave them the loans. Yeah. As a finance major, oh, <laughs> as a finance major, it looks really bad to, you know, read about stuff. And it's like, they were overtly fraudulent. You know, they would write, they had these, um, like, they called them like, um, ninja loans, like, no job, no, uh, no, like, uh, collateral or like oh. no down payment. So they wouldn't have a job or couldn't, no down payment, and they would still give them the loan. And then the same day the loan was made, a bank would buy the derivative. That was the movie, uh, the Big Short, right? Yeah, the Big Short was. Yeah, and yeah, I'm based sure on you that. had to have seen that movie. You're a finance major. Oh yeah. Okay. I've seen that movie probably <laughs> ten times. I All was right, going to be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had to watch that. So when I was back at community college during the pandemic, we had to watch that and do a paper on it. And I was kind of like, this makes no sense because I'm not a finance major. Um, From a political standpoint, yeah, but. Yeah, and the problem was the government wanted to give you know immigrants and people of you know, lower economic status, be able to, for them to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. And the banks would, knew that the um, the government was good for those loans. So they would go ahead and, and buy the mortgage and then repackage them into um, complicated like derivatives. So are you saying that they gave these loans out in the name of equity? That's exactly what they did. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just kind of like, the government likes to spend our money. They, don't they like, like to, to spend money. our money. Um, and then the loan, and then the problem now is that the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates because of inflation so much that these banks had a lot of very safe investments. It wasn't like they were taking as much risk on, oh. but like they got interest rates got hiked so much, and they took out long-term safe, you know, uh, the treasures. Treasury beds. Yeah. Yeah. And then they those deteriorated because of like the time value of the treasury. Wasn't it because of the the Fed hiking interest rates that ultimately devalued right. Right. They those would, treasuries? Like these banks would take like say you deposit some money, right? Into your your, you know, account. Um, those that bank will you know, that there's strict requirements of what they can do with that money. They can't go just buy, put it in equities. They can't just go buy stock with it. But they can say, well, they try to make a profit on that money, right? So they'll give it to the Federal Reserve at, you know, 
if you're with the maturity of like a 20 year treasury bill note for you know half a percent or whatever the going rate is and then when the federal reserve raises those rates substantially is they're still they still have a 20 year timeline on their original thing but now instead of getting half a percentage that's at five percent which means the loans they bought are basically worthless because you can you know when you can buy a loan at making five percent yield on your money and you still have those loans at five point five percent you get four and a half i feel like i just like went through a whole entire like curriculum course of like just finance um economics with jacob so let's go back to earth but so how do I make my bank account go from 53 cents to 53,000? What's the secret? Mm. Just work like hell, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deposit some money. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know you have a full-time job. Yeah. Zach and I have a full-time job. Jacob watches TV land for a living. <laughs> um, It's hard. It, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, it's hard to balance all that. I mean, because, like, I have to work. You know I, what I mean? I hear you. And I'm working I'm working a job to pay the bills. Yeah. And that doesn't even bef- – after I work, after I go to school, after I take care of my homework and yeah. get some sleep. Yeah. All right, well, now I have time to actually focus on my passions and what I want my career path to be. Yeah. And to try and, you know, get a, you know, get a foot in the door as far as being able to make a name for myself to try and help alleviate any potential well conflicting opportunities or um competitive opportunities to where i still have a solid chance and by the time you do all those things i mean that's why i said i record five or six news shows a day and i watch one a day yeah because if i well, not time, to mention the whole 16 17 dollars is the new minimum wage oh and that's that's exacerbated know. inflation yeah and it's like there was an article from I think it was from the Observer. They were talking about like sixteen, seventeen dollars in Charlotte is minimum wage. As far like, as a livable minimum yeah, wage, yeah, yeah absolutely. In, in the Charlotte area, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean shoot, I, I make a little more than that. And honestly, if I I'm looking to get an apartment here in the next couple months yeah. when I graduate, if I didn't have someone to be a potential roommate. Getting yeah. your own It place. blows my mind because you see these ads, right? And they're like, you have to make four times the rent. Yeah, I mean, if, if, like, if, you, on. if you work 40 hours a week and make $25 an hour, it's still tough because yeah. you're looking at 1200 to 14 Basically, $1,200 is the minimum that you're going to be paying for a one-bedroom apartment, whereas it's 1500 for a two-bedroom. Yeah. So you can cut that expense almost in half. You, you do sacrifice a little bit of your independence privacy. and privacy, right? Because you do have a roommate, but you get, you have your own room. It was like, what, four? It's like four bedroom apartments at Rush, I think. They have those where it's like you get your own bathroom. The quads? Yeah. Like on get, campus? Oh, I mean, I, was, I mean, even off campus, I think they have like four bedroom apartments that are like you get your own private bathroom and oh, bedroom. Wow. But... There's like four people, they're like share the common area. I, I've seen a lot of what I've been looking into is two and three. So yeah. there's a common area, living room, shared kitchen. And then if it's two bedroom, each person has their own bath. 
if it's three bedroom, a lot of times one person will have their own bath in the master suite, and then the other two will split a bathroom. Uh, now that's not student living. That's yeah. Just in. I was gonna say it's like student living is more like what I'm talking about, where it's like a common area a right. kitchen and like you have your own bedroom, bathroom, which is kind of like what you have. Fours. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quads. Is that like yeah. University Crossing, right? I'm at a university campus walk. Campus walk. Yeah, there's just like so many of them, and I mean, it's just and people you, still can't find housing. Yeah, students can't find housing. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't here last semester, but I mean, I was in Charlotte, but I didn't. I saw like the whole like they had kids in hotels and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like yeah. man, like that's just wild. I mean, it's good, you know, because you want like kids to like go to college, but you know, where are you gonna put them all? If the college is gonna keep growing, then they're gonna have to invest in student living. As much money as we're paying to attend this university, they can absolutely afford. If they can afford however many millions of dollars they are, which I agree, I think it's a great cause, but they're building a memorial. Unfortunately, there were students about three years ago yeah. that, that were shot and killed on campus yeah. at UNC Charlotte. They're spending millions of dollars to build a memorial. And from what I understand, that money was privately donated anonymously yeah. to build that. But that means that it's not coming from the university's purse. The university has an endowment that is pretty large. Yeah. And when you consider the fact that endowment is shared, not just amongst UNC Charlotte, because they have their own endowment, but the endowment of the North Carolina University, the system between UNC Chapel Hill, UNC yeah. Charlotte, UNC yeah. Wilmington, that UNC this, that. Yeah. Yeah, all of those schools are sharing in this endowment they can provide a lot better services. And, yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of like students living. who share your your passion on that. I think like some people, you know, may say, "Oh, that's an attack on the university." I don't. I would I don't, say it's an attack I, no, on the I think that that's just being passionate about wanting something better. That that's one you thing. Know? That's the biggest thing I've disagreed with student government on in the past ten years. Is look, I love the fact that we're expanding our athletic department, and there is potential for that to generate revenue in the long term. But in the short term, as a student that's coming to school in the first 10 years of a football program, the tuition has been increased in a way to where we're not seeing the immediate results being transferred from the athletic department to the educational department. I would love to see UNCC open a law school and like a medical school. I mean, I think we can do it. Medical school first because they have a very good nursing program. So if they were to open a medical school, oh, yeah. I think yeah. that would be the first stepping stone. I think and then, that's, yeah, I isn't think that one of the biggest school. programs here? I mean, that's one of the biggest programs on yeah. any college campus is nursing. But And as solid as UNC Chapel Hill's law is. Being, we can totally compete with them. Well, we can also learn from them. They can yeah. implement that. Whoever's the assistant dean, associate dean, whatever it is of their law school. Oh, well, we have an opportunity for you to be the dean at UNC Charlotte. Right, implement what has worked there. What has made Chapel Hill? Have you guys ever been to Chapel Hill? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's rowdy. I'm a, I'm a. <laughs> it's very rowdy. <laughs> I'm a big Duke fan, so I, I, I do love Duke. Nobody's perfect. My, uh, <laughs> my great grandfather went there, so I, I do. Now they're medical, like their whole. I mean, they're like medical, medical and law, both of them. I mean, their their medical stuff is like groundbreaking, like helping. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're like prosthetics like making people walk and like stuff like this but that's it's just one insane thing. if as a private school they're able to do all that 
Duke and, and UNC Chapel Hill coordinate a lot, right? Yeah. Not just between their athletics and the rivalry, which it's a great rivalry, right? Duke. It's probably one of the best of all time. Yeah, Duke and Chapel, yeah. Duke and UNC in basketball. I mean, what's a bigger rivalry? It's in, like what Alabama NCAA? and Clemson. Uh, there's not a bigger. There's not a bigger rivalry. What do you have for basketball. the NCAA tournament? I have. Um, do you have a bracket? Houston. Mm-hmm. I, I got Houston. I've, I've tried between Houston and Alabama, and I have Alabama edging them out. I got Houston. If it was a hockey bracket, I'd be like all over it. Houston over Alabama in the championship game. I have Alabama see, over I, Houston. I'm weird. Alabama I the, has the best player. I don't. I don't see. I just don't. I don't. Team. I don't care about basketball and football that much. Like baseball and hockey. Football all the way. I really don't care that much about basketball. I got into it with the ACC tournament. Duke won the ACC tournament, so that kind of galvanized me as a Duke fan yeah. to be more in. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would sit there and watch, like, the Chapel Hill-Duke game, right? I mean, it's, like, exhilarating because of the rivalry, but, like, I don't know. I'm not, like, a crazed basketball fan. Not to make it too political, but, honestly, LeBron and a lot of his politics, the direction that he's Space Jam the sport, too horrible movie it's and i'm not just talking because lebron was in it's just horrible compared to the first one he's made it to where basketball is just tough to watch not only because of the way he's injected his politics into it but also the fact that not only are students one and done anymore he's probably gonna retire soon right well he's He's allegedly 40 right i think he's 38 or 30 he's close to it he is close to it allegedly He's waiting for his oldest son to be Bronny. eligible. Bronny. Yeah, to be in the NBA. <laughs> Bronny. Yeah, and then once Bronny is in well, the NBA. Well, it's LeBron Jr., though, right? Is it LeBron Jr.? No, I think it's just Bronny. Bronny? I don't think it's LeBron Jr. I don't think he has a junior attached to it because it's not LeBron James Sr. So if he's yeah, not a senior, then true. I, would, I like, think it's just Because Michael Jordan is a junior. Yeah. But, well, that was never on his jersey, though. Right. So it could be he could be a senior. Also, I didn't know Michael Jordan's dad went out that way. Like you know the story, like his dad was like carjacked, like robbed, like shot, like while he was just sitting. He was like he like pulled over on the side of the road or something like that, and like to sleep. I mean, it was on Wikipedia, so I, mean, I don't know. It could be wrong, but I don't know that. Yeah, no, it was like um, his dad was like traveling back from Fayetteville or something like that. Hey, that's where I'm from, Cumberland County. Represent? Are you? Yeah, I was born in Cumberland County. Yeah, right off the See, base. Jacob and I are from the same town. Yeah. Right off of Fort Bragg. The unmentionable town. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but you're going back for the summer? Yep. You're going to work there? Are you sticking around for the summer? Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm I'm living with the folks. I moved back in with them uh, when I, because I went to CPCC and then moved back in with them while I was going to UNC Charlotte because it was cheaper to live with them. Yeah. Than it was to spend an additional ten thousand dollars to come stay yeah. and live on campus. It's a lot. So I was able to not only save a lot of that rip money, but also save a lot on food. Are you going to take summer classes? I have one summer class, the first short session, and then I'm done. It's the eight week? No, four week. So the eight oh, week summer it? session. It's just the first four, four week, weeks. One month. <laughs> yeah, four weeks. That will be my senior That's seminar rough. for history. Hey, but then I'll be done. I took statistics. I'll have my double eight. major. That was a terrible. Did you have to take statistics? I'm taking statistics now. I took it at CPCC. I'm uh, glad. Yeah, we don't talk about statistics. I mean, like the the uh, the Excel documents can be fun, and like yeah, that kind of thing. But Excel like, is... dude, taking um, let's yeah, we'll skip over statistics. But 
I had um, a teacher in high school that ruined math for me. She was an evil person. I, I, I maintain, I'll go on the record saying, I think she's an evil person because it was Miss Horn. She named her son Gabriel, and he went by Gabe. So every time that his name would be called on the intercom, Gabe Horn, can you please report to the principal's office? Gabe oh, wow. Horn. Wow, that's actually kind of hilarious. That sounds like a Sasha Baron Cohen joke. It, it sounds like a joke, but that was reality. It would, and everyone, the administrators knew he went by Gabe. Yeah. So you would just hear gay porn. Please report, you know, and it, she was, she was a tough teacher. She was, she was qualified to, to do the job as far as her education was, but as far as actually working with students, she was not the best communicating with 15 year olds and sophomore geometry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I barely pass statistics. So I don't know, just, you mean in high school or college? College. I took it at AB Tech. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just so, glad I took it at CPCC. It was, <laughs> well, during the pandemic, too. So online? Well, it was, in, it was in person, but a lot of the stuff was online. It's like, uh, what is it, My Math Lab? I don't know if they use that here. But, yeah, uh, math is just not where I'm at. I'll stick to political science and, and law. Absolutely. I swear, I, I'm a philosophy and history double major and every political science class that I've taken I, I swear I go in there and half the stuff that they're teaching I've already learned I either learned yeah. it in grade school K through 12 or I've learned it in a history class that I've taken and it's it blows my mind how much people value a political science major given that there is less intensive work that is assigned to students of that major. Whereas if you go through it, go, go down a different path and major in something different, but tailor your education towards politics or a political science initiative, yeah. if that's what you want to do, you can learn so much more from the history of politics, from the philosophical side. I mean, I've taken, as a philosophy major, I basically took CRT. I did, queer theory was the actual name of the did class. You, did you have to like, when I was at Western, we I had a political theory class, and we were doing like you know Socrates and like, you know the going back to like the Greek democracy and stuff like that. I Aristotle, think a, Plato. Yeah, I think there's a lot to what is it Plato's um, allegory of the cave. Yeah, we that read is all so those relevant books. today. Um, it's yeah, so it's relevant. interesting. It blows my mind how relevant Plato's allegory of the cave is in in today's society. Because for those of you who don't know, it's essentially the, the allegory of the cave is people are inside a cave and they are facing towards the center of the cave. And on that wall that they're facing, that's their reality. But they are unaware that if they turn around, that they can go out into the real world. They can exit the cave and see everything else. So they are, they are given a false education they are they are presented with a false reality in a way that can manipulate and indoctrinate the youth which that's i mean that's our education system that's my biggest passion is we've got to we've got to change the education system because there how many students are failed tens of millions of americans every single year are failed by the education system not just because of that and the fact that there are political undertones but if we look at the amount of students that know by the time that they're 16, 17, all right, I'm not going to go to college. I want to work in HVAC. I can, instead of taking out student loans, I can go and, and 
work in HVAC, and by the time I'm 20 years old, I will have no debt, and I'll be making $100,000 a year. Because I can get an apprenticeship at 18, I can work that apprenticeship for two to three years, and then I can either become a full HVAC individual, or I can just start my own business. And it's not just HVAC, I mean plumbing, Think about all, construction. Say like welding. Welding is really big right now. Oh, welding? Have you ever seen those videos? Like people do like underwater welding. It's like what? Who knows? Possible. Climbing electrical towers. The, the the work that people do when they climb electrical towers. Yeah. Someone's got to make sure that we have phone service. That's a very dangerous job, and it pays very well, and it takes little education to do. Yeah. And if people spent that time instead of taking calculus. Well, what if we went ahead and, and got those individuals on the path of their career choice? If you know that you're not interested in going to a four-year university and you know that you want to either start your own business or work in a trade, why don't we provide that opportunity to students in high school to go ahead and start working in that trade, get an apprenticeship, right? Instead of doing a co-op program where they're still taking all the required classes, but they get out, oh, they get an hour and a half earlier. So instead of leaving at 3, they leave at one thirty. So they get an extra hour and a half to go learn. the. Well, instead of teaching them calculus, which they are not, a lot of students are not interested in learning if they know that that's the career path that they're choosing, let's let them go ahead and learn the trade that they're interested in pursuing. That way, while they're still in the education system, they can understand what that actually requires and if that's actually right for them. And then that way, if they change their mind, say, we offer that to them as a junior. All right, well, you've got your junior and senior year to learn your trades, figure out. And then ultimately, if you decide that that's not the route that you want to go and you do want to pursue college, all right, well, you still have enough credits to where you can just go to the, the community college. You can get that and then transfer. You can get your associate's degree there and then transfer to the to a four-year college and get your bachelor's degree. You're going to have to start your own podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, I, I don't mean to to take away from any any questions you have or anything you need. No, to no, say. no. You're good. Uh, we're actually coming up on an hour and a half. Well, we're over an hour and a half. Wow, that went a lot quicker than I thought. Hey, I mean, I, um, I've got nowhere to be. Yeah. Well, the union closes at midnight, one. So really, yeah. They close. I thought, I thought it was twenty four like, hours too. I did too. Like the library is twenty four hours during yeah. the week. Like Chapel Hill, their library never closes. 24 7, 7, yeah. Seven I, days a week. Okay. I think outside of 24/7. like holidays and things like that. Uh, ours is open during exam week, I think 24 7, all the way through mm-hmm. for like the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we close on Fridays at 10, 11, 10, 10 or 11. 10. Yeah. And then we Saturdays. Open at 10. Yeah, open at 10 on Saturdays, close again at 10. Which Saturdays. I mean, I get. I mean, once it opens, because then dead it's dead anyway. It's 11 on. Have you ever, what's the latest year been in the library? I've stayed all the way through. I've pulled multiple all-nighters. At the library? At least yeah. a dozen. What? Whoa. That's it? At least a dozen. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I have a couple that many. There's a couple spots where it, it on the the main floor where there's classrooms. Have you ever used a sleep pod? Do we mm-hmm. have sleep pods? Yeah, on the third floor. Yeah, there's some pods. there. There's actually one upstairs. Yeah, there's some. We'll the stop. Union. It's on the it's on the mezzanine. Mm-hmm. Was, do you, have you never been in them? No, usually what I do they're is they're a little I weird though. I've never not, used any of the buttons. They're not. They're not really that comfortable. There's a couple couches out there I can just lay down on. Yeah, like I, two hours. This, I, I think like know, the, the sleep nine, pod. Your the only 10. thing is is like they tilt 
but like the bench doesn't flatten. So you don't go into like a, a lay down state. You're in like, <laughs> it's like a, one of those dentist chairs. <laughs> have you ever well, been I in like see this, have huh? you ever been to like Planet Fitness and use like one of those hydro massages? It's yeah, like, with the water it's, coming It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. It's well, but without the massage. But it's like the sitting where you're, it's like you know how you go to the dentist? It's like a dentist chair. That's, That's exactly what it's like, right? Yeah. Uh I tried to sleep in it and it's just it's just strange cuz it's like the pod comes over. They have them in cone. They have one upstairs and then they have three in the library. And some in the union. I always just either lay yeah. down on the couch and take like I usually am only if I'm staying all night. If I get between I an hour and two hours, that's sufficient. I, the when couch I was at is Western, good, or I can just lay down on on a table. I'll just in one of the private classrooms. You know, no one's in there. It's not designated during that time. Oh, in the study session, or the, yeah, yeah, one twenty four yeah. and one twenty five, and yeah, I mean, just it, lay down on the table. I, I, the only time I've ever st- pulled an all nighter was when I had one paper that was due, and then for my first law exam at Western. See, I, I've gotten time. I've gotten deep into what I call the restricted section, right? That's a, a page out of the Harry Potter book, right? The restricted section. I wouldn't know. That's what I call. <laughs> Probably like the only kid on the planet who read Harry Potter. So the res, in, in Harry Potter, the restricted section is the area that the students aren't allowed to go. It's it's. Oh, I saw the first movie. So I, I refer to the compact shelving on the bottom floor yeah. where you crank. Yeah. I, I refer oh, yes. to that as the restricted. That's old school. Yeah, that's old school. And I, there's been. Multiple nights. I wish they I just um, read, just read, just. I wish we wish shit. the special collections on the tenth floor was open. I love it going up there. Have you been up there? Mm-hmm. I love it up there. Like I'm not talking about the study area in the back. I'm talking about in the actual collection yes. itself. Like it's the tenth and eighth crazy floor. stuff. Yeah, it's like they have like the old documents from like the Democratic National Convention, like, mm-hmm. like I mean, I'm not talking about books, I'm talking about like documents. There's a lot like of stuff what? for that on the third floor too. Yeah. A, a lot of that's on the third oh, floor. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I, re- I really like the eighth floor because you go up to the eighth floor as a history major, that's where all of the oversized materials are and all the maps are at. So if you're looking, if you're doing a research project and you need to track, okay, I'm doing a research project on Lewis and Clark, and Lewis and Clark. Right, going back to you know the early 19th century, right? Thomas Jefferson sent them out after the Louisiana Purchase. If I'm doing a history project on that, which I did, I'm up there looking through the maps, looking through the oversized material, finding stuff. I can kind of track and gauge Meriwether Clark, or no, Meriwether Lewis. Yeah, he was one hell of a map maker. He ultimately made a lot of the maps that we still use today between the elevation changes, between water, mountain ranges, just tracking the landscape. Wait, hold that thought. Where's all the finance books? I'm in the library? Yeah. I have no clue. I've never looked. Really? <laughs> What's that room in uh, Friday? Is it Friday or? Yeah, Friday. What's Friday? that room in Friday that has all those books? Because there were a lot of finance books. Oh, the books reading in there. room? Yeah. None of those are really finance books or anything you'd read. That, is that the truest? Yeah, the truest reading room on Friday. Oh. It, it's just like a student lounge. Yeah. All of the stuff they have, in, that's not like finance stuff. It's just okay. like they shoved a bunch of um. They have uh, Ann Rand's Atlas shrugged. <laughs> they have like uh, 200, 200 copies. I was going to like, <laughs> I, I want to make a comic book and put it on the library shelf. Before I leave. What's the building if you're walking down, say you're walking 
from the Union back towards the library. On the left side, you have the CHHS building. Mm -hmm. And then on the right side, isn't that more for finance? What's the name of that building on the right side? On the left, you have CHHS. The first one is... um, the other one is about the same it's kind the of The basketball style. arena. Well, no. you've got the college no, no. Uh, human health and services, which is the one on the left, the CHHS. Yeah. There's a building that's right across from it, walking through, if you're walking straight from the Union. So you've got like where the fountain. Rings are. Yeah, where the fountain is before you get to the staircase, before you get to the basketball arena. It, same kind of classes. I took it like a liberal studies, like health health class in that building. It's, I thought that was more of a business It's uh, international studies is on the top four. Uh, okay. Like international studies departments. It's, or like international There's students. so much. It's, it's hard it, to keep up. Yeah. You walk in and it's like they have all the flags and it's pretty cool. All right. Nice. So. That is cool. Um, well, guys, this has been like really chill. Yeah, do it again. You got to start your own podcast, it. Zach. <laughs> um. So, yeah, cool. Well, all right, guys, we're going to sign off. Thank you guys for being here. It was, uh, it was really cool. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Sweet.